I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about why a toxic relationship will never change. Now, of course, never is a strong word. And of course, it's not always never, but many cases. Yeah, it's never. Yeah. Um, toxic relationships are a very dangerous situation for your own health and your mental health. And oftentimes, you'll get attached to somebody who is toxic and you don't realize it until you love them and you're committed to them and the relationship. Really well put. That's exactly what happens. And what happens at that point is you love somebody, you want to make it work, you want to try, you want to fight for it, and it seems like sometimes they'll fight for it, but many times they won't, and they'll be the root of the problems to begin with. And if they get threatened, then they'll be even more toxic than they were before. So Margaret's going to talk a little bit about why toxic relationships won't change. And she's got obviously a lot of experience with this and maybe give us some insight into stuff she's seen over the years. Yeah. All right. Why will a toxic relationship never change? Because the controller, the perpetrator, whatever you call him, the controller I like, is comfortable with things in one rigid, fixed way. Okay? Any threat of change, however small, remember we said before going back to work, getting a job, um, gets really scary for them. Okay? And they don't want anything to change at any time. Mm -hmm. All right? What is it about change that's so difficult? Change always threatens loss, as far as I can see. Um, everybody's afraid of change, you know? I think from the time we're little kids, um, until the time we grow up. Change is always somehow threatening. What if my needs aren't met in the new situation? What mm -hmm. if I'm not, not comfortable in the new situation? What if I have to socialize more than I wanted to in the new situation? Yeah. So most of us will fight against change because of our fears, even, even a good change. And like when a family makes even a good change, a growth change, say somebody breaks out of a toxic family and goes to school or marries happily, um, everyone will try to pull that person back to the way they were before they changed because they're afraid they're going to lose them. Okay? And there's the famous book, Who Moved My Cheese? talking about corporations trying to make changes and how much resistance they get, you know. Really? Do you oh, remember yes. any examples in that? Um, it's called Who Moved My Cheese? It's a long time since I read it, but if it's a topic you're interested in, you'd simply have to look it up on the computer okay. and you found out all kinds of things about it. Uh, but businesses, of course, run into this, this interesting stuff on business websites about human functioning because they, of course, have realized that human beings behave 
psychologically as human beings do mm -hmm. and that there are certain ways they can do things that make it easier and better yeah um, I remember so, when I was little my mom used to always say Craig hates change he hates change she used to tell I remember her telling people <laughs> it threatens our security yeah it threatens our security Craig hated change well Craig should have hated change as a little kid yeah. little kids want to little kids like you know routine they want their peanut butter sandwich at the same time every day. They want to watch the same movie every day. They want things to be the same. It makes them feel safe and secure. Yeah. Yeah. So good for you for hating change. Right on, Craig. <laughs> None of us likes it a whole lot. And even if it turns out to be good, you'll always find that you're anxious about it. Always. Yeah. Because there's always a threat mm -hmm. of the unknown. If it's, if it's a change, it's going to be different from what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, but for the, for the narcissist here, for the toxic person, um, his panic about not getting his needs met by his partner um, is so overwhelming that he absolutely cannot even tolerate thinking about it. Okay, What if you weren't on the same place on the shelf tomorrow? I might get out of control, I might not be able to function, people might figure out what a creep I am. All kinds of awful things mm -hmm. could happen. Use the shelf in a different video. You might want to explain the analogy. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> I said that I like to keep Craig, Craig on my shelf in the same place so that I can see him every other Wednesday. And he amuses me. So I don't want him to make any changes in his life or his business because this is convenient for me. Yeah. That's what it means to keep somebody on a shelf. Yeah. Okay? And it's not a nice thing to do. I'll let you come off for a little while. Um, I'm going to jump off that shelf. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'll guilt trip you good. You won't dare do it. Um, so anyway, the toxic guy always wants to keep you um, on the shelf because for him, having you change or move or be less available is an absolute disaster. Yeah. Okay. So, what does the partner do? Remember the good, open-hearted partner that this guy found, who he knew would fight for the relationship. What does, usually it's she, but certainly not always. What does the partner do? We'll say she for now. Um, she gets more loving, more open, more solicitous of him, um, more concerned about him, more loving. And then what does he do? He gets even more toxic and says you better stay on that shelf or in that little box whichever metaphor you prefer mm -hmm. where I'm used to having you or I will get anxious and I will make your life miserable and you better not change anything because no one else will ever want you you'll never do well in the outside world and he will denigrate 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 mm -hmm. okay trying to use her feeling bad about herself as a way to keep her right where she is yeah okay why do you think toxic people um, rarely decide that they have a problem and they want to work on it when they get that intense or you know obviously everybody's different but right. the more severe toxic people well because they don't think they have to change because this has worked for them if at some point it stops working for them say they get domestic say they get arrested for domestic violence and removed from the home that's a jolt or suppose um, they get into trouble with a substance and then get a DUI or two. Mm -hmm. Usually it takes some sort of external crisis to bring them around. Yeah. If you sit down and try to reason with a narcissist, it will go only in circles. 
And I'm using the terms toxic and narcissist pretty interchangeably, but they are pretty interchangeable. Mm -hmm. um, and we're talking in general about people who don't appreciate other people's needs yeah. or their impact or the impact of their behavior on those people. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know why you're so upset. We've lived like this for the past 15 years. It's been wonderful for me and you've been in a box. Why are you upset? But a narcissist or a toxic person could honestly say, how come you're so upset? Um, you know, how come you want something more or different? And they will have a hard time, even if they try, trying to understand that. Yeah. Now, you know, I believe everyone can change if they're motivated to do so. But oftentimes they haven't had to because what they've done has worked and they may well have seen it work for members of their toxic family who taught them that this is the way to do business. I would think that a breakup would be a strong motivator for somebody. Oh, um, yes. And it is notoriously difficult to break up with a narcissist, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you know what they'll do, right? They'll get more toxic and they'll call you more names and they'll be more threatening mm -hmm. and they'll do more things to try and keep you just where they need you. Mm -hmm. I have heard some vicious threats um, from people who were terribly threatened by someone leaving them. But do you, do you think that if, like say somebody is watching the video and they're sitting there watching thinking, this was me, I was toxic. I was the one that ruined this relationship. I did all the toxic behavior and I want to change. Well, God love you, whoever yeah. you are. I, I find that, you know, some of the people that we talk to are feeling tremendous amounts of guilt for their toxic yes. behavior. Of course, of course. Um, yes. I, I feel like a breakup will motivate that person to make that change. Um, if, if they really love this person and like, I, I can do this. And you got to do it for yourself because your ex might not want you back, that's the healthiest reason to do it. But like I say, there are almost no people in this world who ever said, I want to grow up to be a real angry guy and make my family unhappy. There are not very many people who ever said that, and there aren't very many women who ever said that either. Sure. I, want to, I want to grow up and be a mother and make my kids crazy. No one wants to do that. So if you're in that situation... Someone will put the comment that they did. I've seen that before. You'll say, no one wants to do that. Yeah, and someone will be like, I know this one person that did, just to argue with you, Margaret. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you're probably right. Um, in any case, uh, reach out for help immediately. Um, go to your nearest mental health clinic. All you have to do is check the computer um, or check your insurance and see if you can go to talk with someone. Yep. And when Colleges you, often offer mental health for oftentimes free. Oftentimes universities do. And oftentimes you can see a very well-trained intern who has a very competent supervisor for much less. Yeah. Um, you or free, in yeah, some cases. Yeah, or free. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there are resources that you can find. Um, and certainly reach out. And if you're, if you're talking with someone, you don't have to settle for the first um, person that you meet. It's hard enough to do any, anything like this, even if you do like the person. So make sure it's somebody you feel comfortable with. And don't feel bad about saying it was lovely meeting you and not going back. Until and I, you find somebody you do feel comfortable with. Absolutely. And if Margaret can be an incredible resource when it comes to this, and if you're out there 
and you're sitting there beating yourself up and you're looking at all the toxic behavior you may have done and Margaret is not going to beat you up over it. Oh God, no. And the first thing I'm going to do is let you know what it is that happened to you that probably made this happen. Yeah. Because I fully believe people do not choose this kind of thing. You grow up with it and it stays with you. But you can say no to it. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to. So don't suffer alone. Please reach out. Yeah, Margaret is an excellent resource sure. for this. I will absolutely beat you up and make you feel horrible, but Margaret no, is won't. an angel and <laughs> she will make you feel amazing. I'll make but, you feel better. But really, she has tremendous experience in this and has dealt with this. I mean, she's worked with people that have murdered people yeah. in, in the highest security prisons, right? Yeah. I worked in a prison hospital where they had the craziest guys in the state. Um, and you know what? All of them grew up in toxic families. So it was not at all hard to relate to them. Yeah. At all. So, believe me, Margaret isn't going to beat you up for no, anything. No, absolutely not. If she can handle working in that environment, she can handle you guys. I can promise you that. Yes, I can. I can like you. <laughs> so, if you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email and I do Skype. Margaret is available for Skype coaching. And I just want to remind everybody that I was behind there for a few weeks, but I've caught up with myself and I'm a little more available more quickly. I can probably sign you up within the week. Yep. Uh, we did add some spots that helped too. So just click on Margaret on the top of the website to get in with her. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.